was what is known as Super Tuesday 2. It's the sequel to Super Tuesday 1. There were primaries in six states today. Um, as of uh, at this hour, Biden uh, won Mississippi, Missouri, and Michigan. The three Democrats still running are Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and I guess in case they don't survive the coronavirus because they're all Tulsi Gabbard. Does Tulsi Gabbard know she's still in the race? I feel it's like one of those things where you forget to cancel your health club membership. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> that's a pretty good joke. Sorry, I was paying attention to something else. Biden was a huge winner, and it's now, according to uh, the five thirty eight website that crunches the numbers on it, it's ninety nine to one or something. It's really the only hope of Bernie getting it at this point would be if Biden keeled over. Which let's shut this puppy down and let's move on and worry about November. This thing is decided. Yeah. Got to respect a voter. That's James Carville. Let's shut this puppy down. It is over. So Biden, it's going to be Biden versus Trump and. No drama. In fact, less drama than we've had in many, many years. I mean, we, it's still March. And you know who the nominee's going to be. It was so. July when Hillary finally triumphed over Bernie. Is that right? June or July? It doesn't matter. It was a heck of a lot later than now. And while Trump was almost certainly going to get it, there was still some concern with Ted Cruz and the battle and holding this out and going to have to compromise. And blah, blah, blah. But no, the power, Republican powers that be find another candidate to run as an independent. I oh, remember right. there was some jawn about that. So here we are in March, and we know it's going to be Biden versus Trump. And there's going to be, oh man, it's going to be a long, what, eight months of Biden versus Trump. Whew. Yep. It's a long time. Yeah. They should take a break. They should just call a timeout. Uh, I heard somebody... Uh, I bet Ian, you get 95% approval for that idea. Ian Bremmer was actually making the argument of how about suspend the campaigns for two months. There's plenty of time. Mm-hmm. You know, make it all about coronavirus and that sort of stuff. Deal with crowds here and then. So you're not having campaign rallies anyway. Nobody's expected to have a campaign rally. Your right. opponent's not doing it. You're not doing it. That would be pretty cool. He said that, that it doesn't work that way in America right now, but... Um, I think that'd be a pretty decent idea. And if this is some sort of health crisis, I mean, a serious health crisis, that would remove the incentive to whip people up in one direction or another and spin like crazy that politicians do all the time. McCain tried to get that going against Obama when the uh, the economy collapsed, but right. that was like in October. That was like a month before the election mm-hmm. and uh, a little harder to pull off. But boy, right now, March, we could start the presidential campaign in July and have plenty of time. Oh, we'd be exhausted by the end of it. Yeah. Oh. So I, I love that idea. I don't I don't think it'll catch hold. And then I suppose you'd have problems of the president tweets this or Biden does this interview and you know what's campaigning, what's not campaigning. Hey, right. I thought we were taking a break. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I still, I still surrogate, like the idea though. Your surrogates are out there. Oh, I think it'd be awesome. No rallies, no official campaigning for two months. One, the public can't handle that much campaigning. Two, coronavirus. Yeah. Speaking of which, the uh, Trump administration has asked hundreds of thousands of federal workers to be ready to telework full-time, working from home. They're developing contingency plans, uh, work remotely full-time, just in case they need that. It's worth mentioning, Jack, that the Office of Personnel Management oversees a a policy for the federal workforce of 2.1 million people. That's enough. Yeah, and and this is an aside, but it's worth mentioning. Keep in mind that 2.1 million people, they also have families that want, uh, you know, that obviously vote with their breadwinner. And the government has become one of the most powerful constituencies that the government serves now. This is why we are small government guys, because the people who actually take your money now have damn near enough votes to vote anything they want in. 
It's it's an absolute turning on its head of the great American experiment. But so I won't I, for once I won't rant on and on about that. So the president was on the phone with Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, yesterday about the coronavirus. Then Gavin tweeted out, really impressed with the president's response and team, and you know checked all the right boxes, etc. He said, "There's nothing we asked for he didn't deliver." And then Trump shocking. Re- and then Trump responded with a a, a tweet of uh, "Thanks, Gavin, you're doing a great job out there." It sure is. What's what? Go- what's going on? Wait between, a minute. What's going on between what? those two? Lying down with dogs. Up is down. Yeah, that's that's astounding. I don't know what happened there. Uh, yeah, uh, what did happen there? On the financial front, U.S. Did stocks. They both have a gun pointing at each other, like some sort of scene in the movie. Do you, do you see those scenes and you wonder why the one guy just doesn't shoot the other guy? He figures, well, as soon as you see me pulling the trigger, or maybe the, the bullet will make him pull the trigger. I mean, they're standing there with guns on each other. Why don't you just pull the trigger? <laughs> I don't know. Think, I'm not in favor of shooting people. I think I'm not a violent man. And I hate violence. I think they would still get their shot off. You don't think so? No, if you hit them, they wouldn't. I don't know. Well, I, I don't I've know. not been in any gunfights. Hmm. Thank God. I like to think I'm semi-ready, but I'd probably be wrong. Uh, as far as the finances of the coronavirus, U.S. stocks open in the red Again. The Dow opened about 3% lower. The S&P 500 kicked off 2.6% lower. NASDAQ down 2.5% to open. This is the part that has me concerned and like thinking about it at night, not catching the disease, the financial aspect of it. Um, and how long it takes to bounce back and, and the rest of it. Yeah, well, it's, it's concerning. The, the worst, the, 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 the scariest people on cable news are talking about this being a big deal deep into summer. Um, p- people not flying, maybe the major airlines not flying people around, events canceling, nobody vacationing. I mean, that alone, with two-thirds of the economy being consumer spending, you know, it builds on its... its so right now, it's mostly uncertainty in that sort of thing. Some of it is the actual economics of supplies and all that, but a lot of it's mm-hmm. uncertainty. But you get into summer and people aren't vacationing and flying around and spending money, oof. Yeah, that could be rough. Oh, my God. Everywhere. Well... Suppose we'll, uh, like humanity has done, like this great country and its great people have done over and over again, we'll confront the uh, challenge, we'll deal with it the best we can, we'll get through it together. Happens every time. Well, I ass- I'm not saying not to worry about it, because I'm kind of concerned myself. I but assume that will happen. I don't we'll think be it's, fine. I don't, as opposed to what? It'll be the end of America? I don't think anybody was arguing that. You, wa- you watch the cable. That's the feeling they give you over and over again. Don't mock me for being encouraging. Don't do it. I will not be mocked. Oh, my God, I'm mocked every day around here i start encouraged i guess i never expect these things to be that big a deal they aren't well so you're some sort of nietzschean superhero congratulations <laughs> the rest of us get a little down sometimes wow now he's on need, the now he's on the other side of it and we need a little you know hand up <laughs> you know so, a little pep talk i don't want to live through it though it'll be fine on the other end i just don't want to go through it Oh, yeah, I, I hear don't that. want to go through the next six months if it takes that long. I hear that. I don't want to have a two-year rebuild of my 401k and everything else. I tell you what, six months and two years, I would sign up for right now, I think, hedging against the worst case. Oh, really? So yeah, you're it, saying this whole thing lasting six months and two years to be back to where the stock market was before, you'd think it'd be a, I would a, sign up for that. A, an optimistic outlook. Wow. Mm, it would at least eliminate the worst, because I can deal with that. 
I'm just somewhat concerned that this is this coronavirus is a thing we have to deal with for a while, an extended uh, period. Just I'm talking about next year and the year after that as well. Thanks, China. Um, opinion piece. Third news. world totalitarian communist nightmare. Yeah. People are voting for the same thing in, 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 in the U.S. Oh, no, no, no. We're not voting for that. We're just voting for socialism where the government controlled blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, because it'll stay just where you want it. And it won't feed on itself and grab more and more control. No, no, that never happens with governments. Government-run healthcare for so for the crowd that doesn't like Trump's response or think that he's downplaying it because he's more worried about his reelection. If you had government healthcare, you don't think whoever's president at the time, through the entire healthcare system, would be uh, downplaying things? They'd be spinning it to their benefit. I don't think one way or the other. I don't think it goes as far as China, where they lock up the lead doctor who alerts the world to a virus, and then but probably snuff him. If healthcare is the government, whichever party's in charge at the time, of course they're going to go I, out of their way I'm to hide this stuff. I'm not here for intellectual hypotheticals. I just want you to know that I don't like the guy who's doing it right now. There you go. Right. Um, so you're right. When our guy's in power, we'll give him tons and tons of power because our side will always be in power. Hey, we need to nail down. Are we going to call it the Wuhan virus? Uh, I'm fine with that. I'm okay. going to have to remind myself. I think I can do it. The Wuhan virus. Yeah. Why am I doing it? Racism under penalty of punishment. Like, what's the penalty if I if I if I mess up? Oh, then no big deal. Oh, okay. Just well, uh, a sliding scale. First offense is a warning. I, a, a lot of these viruses throughout history have been named from the region they came from. I like it. People went out of their way not to name this for the region it came from because they thought it would sound racist. Well, that's because the freaking communist government of China is telling them it's racist. They watch our media. They know us. They know what buttons to push. That's their idea, not calling it the Wuhan virus. I like calling it the Wuhan virus or the Chinese coronavirus, as uh, Kevin McCarthy called it yesterday. Not because the people are Chinese, but because it's a communist government. That's why it got out of control. That is the reason it's doing what it's doing to the world. It's not because Asian people look like Asian people or we dislike them. It's because it came from China. And and as Jack made it clear, it probably would not have come from the United States or Britain or Italy in nearly the same way. We're going to keep you up to date on all this stuff throughout the show today. And there's a lot of interesting little nuggets like the ghost town that all of Italy is. And is that coming to America, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we missed something that happened on Bill Maher Friday night. Yeah, it was absolutely terrific. The one thing of the little fella, I... uh, I disagree with him plenty. The little fella. But he is more than willing to look his side in the face and say, you're out of control. And he stood up uh, for Chris Matthews in a way that I thought was eloquent and powerful. Interesting. Eloquence and power. Next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. More on some of the extraordinary measures, and they are pretty extraordinary. Cities, counties, towns, states, nations are making around the world about the coronavirus coming up later. You know, I'm just looking at the stock market up almost 5% yesterday. Down again today so far? All right. Gosh, dang it. It's crazy. So, hey, listen, um, it, let's, let's uh, give you the punchline first, the takeaway. 
And we've talked to speakers uh, who've done tours of college campuses. When you ask college kids, hey, how many of you really hate the whole cancel culture thing? 90% of the hands shoot up in the air. And that's on college campuses, the most woke, insane places in America. The takeaway from all this is that the number of people driving a lot of this insane, woke uh, vigilantism, it's a, really a small group of people. Well, they seem to be winning the day. It, yeah, they do seem to be, partly because a lot of big companies are terrified of them. And so they kowtow to their, their brutal will. But uh, I would encourage you not to do that. But having said that, uh, Bill Maher from HBO, he's a pretty eloquent guy, and he's talking about uh, Chris Matthews being canned. Well, he, he resigned. Longtime host of a show on MSNBC, talking politics. Right. Hardball, famously. And, uh, well, let's just go ahead with uh, clip number 27, Bill Maher talking about uh, Matthews and more. Speaking of getting canned, a friend of mine lost his job this week, Chris Matthews. Wanted to give him a shout out because I will miss him and a lot of other people do too. And, you know, uh, I thought we would talk about it because it's about, you know, M- MSNBC used to run this thing. This is, the, this is who we are. Well, I didn't like who you were this week. Right. And I don't think a lot of people who work there like this either. And I think this cancel culture is a cancer on progressivism. Liberals always have to fight a two-front war. Republicans only have to fight the Democrats. Democrats have to fight the Republicans and each other. Hmm. Uh, he actually makes the point more pointedly a little bit later on, but go ahead, roll the next one. I just want to go through the, some of the horrible things that Chris Matthews did. First, he made an analogy. I'm going to read it fast because I don't even understand what the insult was. He was talking about Bernie Sanders' lead in Nevada. I was reading last night about the fall of France in the summer of 1940, and the general calls up Churchill and says, It's over. And Churchill says, How can it be? You've got the greatest army in Europe. How can it be over? Obviously, he's a Nazi. But he apologized for that, so I hope the victims got some closure. First mistake, apologize. <laughs> then he, uh, he mistook Jamie Harrison, who we've had on the show, for Senator Tim Scott. They're both African Americans. He thought one was the other, so plainly he's a Klansman. <laughs> uh, then he, uh, oh, this is terrible. He was interviewing Elizabeth Warren about what Mike Bloomberg said to a woman about, you know, maybe you should, uh, he said it was a joke, or maybe he didn't say it about, you should kill it, you know. And Chris says to Elizabeth Warren, you believe that the former mayor of New York said that to a pregnant employee, but you believe, you believe he's that kind of person? You believe he's lying? I just want to make sure you're clear about this. Why would he lie? Just to protect himself? Again, they said he was mean to her. First of all, I got fired for doing what I do on a show called Politically Incorrect. <laughs> this show was called Hardball. <laughs> I, this just sounds like every question Chris has asked. That's a very good point. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, yeah, the next two are short, aren't they? Yeah, why not? Go ahead. And I hated being interviewed by Chris, because he would ask you a question, you'd start to answer, and then he'd keep talking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because he had so many thoughts. I'd like some more people on TV with thoughts. A lot of people couldn't interrupt themselves because they don't have a thought that the producer isn't putting in their ear. And then go ahead, wrap it up. And Chris did apologize for for all of this, and he said, you know, the way I talk to women, it's not right now, and it's not. It wasn't right then. But 
which is gracious of him. But it, I find it such a, a cheap way to look enlightened that people do nowadays. Like, I'm not doing this thing that you did then. Yeah, but if you were around then, you would have. <laughs> So uh, one of his lines that I really enjoyed was uh, he he listed the various uh, people being canceled and run out and said, Democrats, do you understand why we lose elections? Controlling your wackadoodle flank, if you're a lefty, I would say that's your greatest challenge. I wish Bill Maher had more power to to try to stem the tide on that sort of thing. Uh, Yeah... Yeah, well, the, you the have a show, crowd doesn't care what he thinks. You have a show called Politically Incorrect, and you say something politically incorrect, and it's got to go. Yeah. You have a show called Hardball, you ask hardball questions, and you got to go. Right. That's right. something. Because you said, uh, you know, I, and the other thing uh, Mar said that I really liked, you're cutting out all the stuff I liked, is uh, you said, look, a guy's been married for decades. He wants to flirt for 10 seconds, says, you look beautiful today. Why haven't I fallen in love with you? That's what Chris Matthews said to some hair and makeup gal. And for that, he's got to go. Come on. Come on. Just so ridiculous. Well, yeah. well, these people consider themselves revolutionaries. And if you're a revolutionary, you get to kill people, and you sure get to kill careers. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Were you part of the Yang Gang? Andrew Yang, a minor player for president, had a passionate following. Anyway, last night after the results, he endorsed Joe Biden saying, I'm a math guy, and the math says Joe Biden is going to be our nominee. So let's rally behind him so we can defeat Trump. And that seems to be what's happening nationwide. Biden is going to be the nominee. It's Biden versus Trump, and then we just move on from there. When Bernie decides to actually quit, I don't know. But uh, that's up to him. Well, if he's running a revolution, why would he quit? Keep his followers whipped up to to, to, to bring the people to the grand and glorious day when the socialist republic is born. I don't know. I saw some pundits who said, yeah, we're talking to people around the campaign, and they they have all said that when when it looks like it's over, they'll quit. They're, they have no interest in dragging this out for the sake of dragging it out. Mm. So, I don't know. Who knows what's in his mind? It'd be tough to give up because he had to legitimately think he was going to be the nominee yes. a, mo- a month ago. Yep. I mean, he it, its you know he, ha- he had more than a taste of it. He Occupational had to legitimate- hazard. Liz Warren thought that for about a week, too. <laughs> he had to be thinking, it's mine to lose. Well, it was his yeah. to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, until you went on 60 Minutes. God, so many people have said this. If you would have backed off the Castro stuff at all, if you'd have said, you know, more information has come forward in the intervening years, and I've thought about it more, and uh, while literacy is a good thing, the overwhelming Castro thing was not a good thing. But did, did in general, you just craft that right now? Because that is all he needed to say. But he wouldn't. He <laughs> no. wouldn't even go that I far. I wonder why. Because he's a devoted socialist. Right. Because he he believes Castro was right. He just maybe was a little excessive in in this way and that way. The Soviet Union, great system. They just made a couple of mistakes. You put me in charge of it. Hugo Chavez, he's great ideas. He's really doing a good job. It's just uh, you put me in charge. I'll handle it right. How it's often never the, the horseman? It's it's never the horse. Rather, it's the horseman when it comes to socialism. How often is our strength our weakness? His consistency was his strength. 
And he was consistent, clear up to the point that he doomed himself. He probably, he, very good chance he'd have been the nominee of the Democratic Party running against Trump, which always gives you a chance. Yeah. Uh, if he had just tempered his Castro comments Thank on 60 God Minutes. God, he couldn't hide what he really is. He couldn't do it, even oh. a little bit. Speaking of which, I know we have more on this, but I got to talk to you about what happened in Russia. Russia's par- their, their rubber stamp parliament essentially just declared Putin president for life. They've altered their constitution again. They have a living constitution that can be updated for our times. Just like, you know, various people are urging us to do around here. Putin and she president for life. So Putin and she are two main rivals on the planet have finagled their governments to become dictators for life. Mm -hmm. That is something you didn't you didn't see that coming in the 21st century. Even the head of the Communist Party throughout the 20th century, you know, the guy, had, uh, you know, keep going till the Politburo told him, I don't think you're doing a very good job. We're going to try and drop off now or whatever. But about 20 years ago, we, we had full on elections going in Russia and China. Mm-hmm. That didn't last long. Uh, coronavirus talk. What's going on around the world is pretty darn interesting. I don't know if you've seen any of the pictures or videos out of Italy. It's amazing. 60 million people are on lockdown. You will get a $200 ticket or more if you're seen on the street and don't have a good reason for being out there. The streets are empty. Pictures of some of the busiest tourist spots in the world that are just empty. It's like a weird um, apocalyptic movie. Mm. Like where the, the you know some ray from outer space hits us or something and all the people disappear. It's very weird to look at. It's a virus from China. Hey, quit showing that virus close up by the way. Looks like some sort of alien space being round and with the weird ears coming out. Stop it. It's freaking me out. It's a virus. I get it. Opinion piece in the USA today today. Tough call. Uh it's time for the NCAA to make a tough call and cancel March Madness from Dan Wolken. I'll just read the first paragraph or so because it's kind of interesting. Given the spread of COVID-19, I call it the communist virus. Given the spread of the communist virus around the United States and the uncertainty of how many people actually have it due to the lack of testing, it's conceivable that someone participating in a tournament game will be carrying the virus. Let's say that hypothetical person then tests positive a week later at which point they've already come into close contact with two other teams who are now in the Sweet 16. What then? Given that members of Congress are going into quarantine because they were in the same room with someone who later tested positive for the communist virus. Four out of 435. But go on. It's a question worth asking. Well, I think his point is, if these Congress people were just in the same room with somebody who had corona as they were at cpac and so now they're self-quarantining what are you going to do when it when it turns out one of the players in the ncaa tournament has the virus was on the court rubbing up against players who are now in the sweet 16 do you cancel it at that point uh, that that's why he's arguing toward delaying it or canceling it or whatever because you're gonna you're gonna end up a couple of weeks from now with an unwinnable situation where you have a coach a player or somebody who clearly had it and everybody else is quarantining at that point mm-hmm. i don't know and it is just a basketball game. I mean, it's just entertainment. It doesn't need to happen. Actually, if you take away the money, you can't make an argument at all for allowing it to happen, can you? These kids have worked so hard. Eh, that's true. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. You can make the, listen, the flu is a scourge every single season, kills tens of thousands. We don't uh, worry about that. The problem is, again, that nobody's quite sure how widespread it's going to be. And if 20% of cases are severe, 
That's the number they're throwing around today. It'll change tomorrow. But if 20% of cases are severe, then we've got to limit how fast it spreads so we don't run out of ventilators and hospital beds. I mean, that's that's the discussion. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And neither do the experts. They're doing their best to compile the data and understand the differences in the, the responses and the testing in the medical systems and the rest of it. But even they are guessing with a wide range of margin of error. So what the and heck then, do I know? And then you have to throw on a little dose of just you got that mix going right there. If you got some smart people in a room, they got decisions to make. Then you got to throw in the politics of it. Whose side does it help? Whose side does it hurt? Mm-hmm. Then you got to throw in the money part of it because if you... There's either money lost or gained, depending on what you do. You start throwing money at various situations. Somebody gets that. Well, who's going to get it? Which which uh, which hospital group? Which whatever? Which supplier of linen or masks gets these millions of dollars? That's mm-hmm. a decision that gets made by someone. Yeah, uh, it gets complicated. Yeah. And it- are you doing it because we need the masks, or because the guy who helped you out in your campaign makes masks? Well, we need masks. There's no doubt about that. I heard an interview, uh, but I, I get your point. I mean, there are going to be a thousand different products or services that are on the receiving end of the spigot of government money. But I heard an interview with a dude who is actually the last American manufacturer of medical masks. And he was talking about how uh, it was a number of years ago, not too many years ago, but Kimberly Clark, the massive uh, home products company, moved their manufacturing to China. And were able to drop their prices for their masks enough that, you know, by the hundreds of thousands, if you wanted to compete with them, you had to lower your manufacturing prices, too. And virtually the entire industry in a year, year and a half moved their manufacturing to China. Yeah. It used to be we had lots and lots of them here. And this guy immediately he started to go to Congress. And he was haranguing them, trying to get anybody who'd listen to, to hear his message, which was, in a true health emergency, especially one where China isn't happy with us, or during a period China's not happy with us, we're going to be absolutely screwed. You've got to look at this in terms of national defense and, and health. So this is the reason we subsidize a lot of crops and stuff in the United States. To so a large would, extent, So yeah. you wouldn't ever end up in a situation where it, the, the money, the, the, the economics just don't make sense, so people stop growing wheat. Right. And then when you end up in a bad situation, you got no wheat. Yeah, well, it's been accepted as a truism for many, many, many decades that you must be self-sufficient in terms of food production well, as a country. But why not uh, medical stuff? Uh, well, I would argue that the one thing you can't be is completely dependent. I think um, I think Tucker Carlson or somebody d- d- described it as uh, prostrate in front of the Chinese begging them, please, may we have our drugs. Please, may we have our masks. Please, now, come on, China. Please, may we have our medical assistance. And China, and we ought to dig up this clip because it's important. We, I think we ran it yesterday. Come on, China. <laughs> China's communist government has stated, if y'all don't stop uh, harping on us, we're going to hold back on those drugs. They've already threatened it. I, I think as a national security measure, we we completely discontinue any dependence on China for critical drugs and medical supplies. Sure. we got to look at medicine the way that we've looked at food, I think. Yes. Uh, the Washington Post says face masks in the U.S. stockpile have not been substantially replenished since 2009. Mm. So that's because of what you were just talking about. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, they're made overseas and they're cheap, and we can get them anytime until China decides to choke it off. They and Sean, you looking for that clip? We can certainly find it by the beginning of the next segment. But oh, do we have it? Why not? Now is also the time to start looking ahead to the future. Think about what it would mean to face a deadlier version of coronavirus. It's not unimaginable. It's very easy to imagine. Are we ready for that? We're not ready now. We ought to be. One of the first things we can do to prepare ourselves is break our dependence on China for essential medical supplies. Last week, China's official news service published a piece gloating that the country has brought coronavirus under control. The story claims the rest of the world should apologize to China for criticizing the country over the virus and then drops this not very subtle warning, quote, if China retaliates against the United States at this time, in addition to announcing a travel ban on the United States, it will also announce strategic control over medical products and ban exports to the United States. If China announces that its drugs are for domestic use and bans exports, the United States will fall into the hell of a new coronavirus epidemic, unquote. That is the spokeshole of the Communist Party, that paper. That's a hell of a threat. I can't believe that didn't get more attention. China is asshole! Well, that's in, un, indisputable. I think I would, why, you know what? Here, I'm going to criticize the president and the administration right now. Oh, you know what? I'll bet they're trying to keep it quiet. I think so. Yeah, yeah I think they that, are definitely crafting a strategy. You don't react to that because, holy crap. Well, yeah. you got to come up with a plan. And you think, put the wheels in motion right now. But th- does does our current government... And, and don't alert China to what we're doing. Does our current government system have the ability to deal with something like this? And I don't mean Trump. I mean the whole thing. Congress, Republicans, Democrats, our media, just the way we handle everything in government. Do we have the ability to say, okay, we need to make a major change in the way we do uh, health care and get it out of the hands of the Chinese? And everybody's got to be on board. Can we even do that sort of thing anymore? I worry. I mean, that'd be a pretty large undertaking in any era, but we live in an era where Uh, only one party can do anything. The entire tax code is a bunch of bought and paid for favors for various constituencies. I'm sure they could get tax incentives going that medical supply companies uh, can move their manufacturing back to the U.S. or at least to Mexico or something. So Dan Abrams is on Good Morning America right now talking about can someone be sued for defying a quarantine? I think that's going to become a big question. Oh, if boy. they start trying to shut down cities the way they're doing in Italy, can you do that in America with our Constitution? I mean, you can encourage me to stay home, but can you make me stay home? Can you make me not go to the gas station and fill up my car and walk around the park? We will discuss that troubling question coming right up. Armstrong and Getty. The first step is notice. You have to tell the people, you must do this. We think you are at risk. Um, then, if they refuse or they seem unwilling to do it, then you can actually go and it depends state by state, municipality by municipality, about exactly how that would occur. But there's almost another phase which would say, okay, you're saying you don't want to do this? We're going to make you do this. And it is absolutely legally enforceable. That's Dan Abrams on Good Morning America. I don't quite understand that. We've never done anything like this in the United States, like they've done in Italy. 
where they've said, you got to stay home. Your business is closed. You're not leaving your house. You're not going to work. You're not driving to other towns to visit friends. And we'll fine you if we see you on the street. Uh, we've never done this in the United States. Dan Abrams is saying it's legal up there, although he said it varies from state to state, municipality, you know, from place to place. So, Jack, this might surprise you. I'm not an expert on quarantine law, um, but we have sort of done it in the United States, just not in the way that it's being done with the coronavirus. Federal, the communist virus. I'm sorry, the uh, Wuhan flu, the Wuhan virus. Which, what's, what's your preferred one? You keep changing. I don't know. I mean, I'm willing to go along, but we need a little leadership around here. I like communist. I don't know why we're not doing that. The communist virus? Yeah. Well, it's not tied to... Too wordy? It's, it's a little cumbersome. You don't think it's tied to communism? I think it is. I don't know. The I think Wuhan virus. Con- I think it would have been contained in a non-communist country. No, I was going to say, and I, I didn't finish the thought, it's not tied like all communists everywhere. It's, oh. uh, although, in a way, it is. I like see your Bur- point. Bernie's not going to get it just because he's a communist? Right. The Wuhan virus. I don't know. Whatever. Federal isolation and quarantine are authorized for these communicable diseases. Cholera, diphtheria, infectious tuberculosis, plague, smallpox, yellow fever, viral hemorrhagic fevers. That's your Ebola. No, I believe we have laws that say if you have Ebola, you can't leave your house. But what's keeping me? I've got nothing. From going downtown and opening my dang business and selling my uh, cupcakes. that That is the difference. That is that. Well, I was all excited. I was going to read Section 361 of the <laughs> Public Health Service Act, 42 U.S. Code, Paragraph I just, 264. I just can't imagine how you can make me not open my hardware store. Look, people need stuff. They always have. They always will. And this is, by the way, how I make a living. So I'm opening hmm. my hardware store. I don't have anything. Interesting. Well, I don't. I don't know what laws allow that to do it. And well, well, Congress could pass a law pretty quickly. Oh yeah, in Italy, the Prime Minister Conte. He announced, uh, he urged all Italians to stay home, although if they're fining you for being on the street, that's beyond urging. Yeah, I'd say. Um, uh, He said, the decree can be summarized as follows. I stay home. Get that tattooed on my forehead. Yeah, everybody (laughs) just needs to stay home. The whole Not the face hat. Please, Sean. Something that encompasses my personality so crystally clear. Put it on your arm. If you want to show people, you can show people. He announced yesterday the whole of Italy is now a protected zone. Under the strict new measures, public events are banned. Movie theaters closed. Funerals, weddings, uh, not allowed. They have put the galoshes of isolation over the boot. That is Italy. Travel within the country. (laughs) That was probably not worth the breath it took to say. (laughs) Sorry, back to you. That wasn't. Travel within the country, severely restricted. All schools and universities are closed. Even what's the matter you is closed. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Speaking of not worth it. (laughs) Uh, People traveling without a valid reason will face fines of up to $225. I wanted to get over there. That's my (laughs) reason. I was here. I wanted to get there. (laughs) What's the matter, you? I saw a moon in the sky like a big pizza pie. I I want to take a look at it. The lighter side of foreign coronavirus. Um, uh, I just... I just wonder if that's coming to somewhere in America and how you would enforce it. And I don't know. Um, Is it even doable? Well, uh, Congress, I would suggest, is probably already looking at uh, measures like that as necessary. Oh, a buddy of mine said yesterday. Negotiating it. A buddy of mine tweeted me. He said, wait for the conspiracies on this. Oh, 
Oh, no. He's so right. For some sort of try to take away your guns Martial or law, blah, either blah, blah. Trump's trying to get a you know uh, another term uh, or become dictator or, you know, the other side of it, it's to take away your guns. Or Obama's going to announce he's taking control or whatever. I like, the, I like the joke that in a lot of the areas that are most concerned about this, if you came up with a vaccine, they wouldn't give it to their kids because <laughs> <laughs> they're anti-vaccine. All right. I don't want to get into that. We're, we're, we're in enough controversies at once here. You're right. There would be horrendous, uh, you know, conspiracy theories, and there would be a lot of libertarians who would resist the quarantine. They would hate it. They would not want to let the government have that power and exercise it over a somewhat questionable issue yeah. because that establishes a precedent, and they would have a point. Oh, yeah. Oh man! So next time, do you try to Thanks, get a, China? So the next time you have a some of these that have turned out to be nothing, bird flu, or they have not been widespread. The next time one of these bubbles up, over bubbles up, bubbles up over in China, mm-hmm. they clamp down the whole country again because they have the precedent of doing it for the communist virus. Yeah, maybe. And they shut down all the businesses again. Maybe you hate to give them that right. I've come up with the perfect nightmare scenario, by the way, where our dependence on China for medical supplies and drugs would be uh, uh, critical. I'll share that with you in a moment or two, if you'd like a nightmare scenario. (laughs) Who doesn't want a nightmare scenario? 